Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from three to number one. Thank you, as always, for joining us this week. If you have a suggestion for Top 3, be sure to drop us a note on Twitter, in Discord, in our survey, or I guess you could, like, I don't know, message Smoke me signals. someplace? Smoke signals, yes. <laughs> Although... If you're smoking you from the know. other side of the world, yeah, you have to let me know. Cause... I won't see it unless it's a volcano smoke signal, and then uh, I'll well, see it on the we're news. We're all gonna die. <laughs> we had a cosmology uh, pre-show lesson from Blue, the uh, the scientist. Yeah, it's so, amazing what happens when you have a six-year-old in the house. I mean, you know, TV shows are educational and fun, and sometimes a little disturbing. It's just, it's, it's fine. But um, this week on Top 3, we're actually doing something that I think is, uh, for me, it's easy. For some of us, I don't know if it's as easy or it may be super easy because a lot of us don't tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. But we're going to do Top 3 podcasts this week. Spoiler, and, she's talking about me. Well, Wicked, uh, too, uh, our little special yeah. guest. Okay, oh, thank God. Thank God. I was like, it won that poll and I was like, ah, Hoopers. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have to go find podcasts uh, to listen to. Right? I, I mean, I know you listen to at least three. Yep, I listen to three. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fairly fairly simple short week this week for for us with when it comes to podcasts. But I'm gonna make Blue go first. We do have a special guest this week, and the fact that one of my clan mates is here, Wicked, Wicked hey. Jester. And he's going to join us on <laughs> FFC too. So if you, you probably have heard, you'll probably have heard him on FFC before you hear him here, here on top three. So blue. Yeah, we get, we get to your... do the, the temporal disruption of we record this one before FC, FFC, but then we release it after FFC. So correct. It always confuses everyone. Um, Behind the scenes. Traveling through time. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Wibbly wobbly guys, wibbly wobbly. Uh, right. The top three. So the third, uh, number three for me, these are all going to be, to be really honest, they're all kind of the same uh, as far as priority, I guess, for me, because it, like I it was kind of, we were joking. I don't really listen to podcasts. Um, usually if I'm listening to stuff, it's like instrumental music because I don't have time. To, I don't have the brain power to actually listen to what's being talked to me about but the three that I or this one uh, is one of the ones from uh, the guy who created lore. It's a it's his series called Unobscured, mm-hmm. and what he does and, and sadly he's only gotten one season out because this one it this one requires an immense amount of research. Um, like just it's just ridiculous how much research goes into this particular series. But where like the other lore, he's got three basically. He's got Thor, uh, lore. He's got and then like cabinet curiosities. I think is the other one that he does. I don't listen to that one. Um, but unobscured is actually basically the heavy hitter version of those three. So like cabinet of curiosities is like fifteen minute little snippets of random stuff, and then there's lore where he kind of talks about each week something, and then there's unobscured and unobscured is like a six to eight month series in which he goes into uh one particular event and so the series that he's actually gotten completed is the Salem witch trials and mm-hmm. it is amazing because what he does is he um he looks at all the actual historical and uh, factual events happening 
uh, and then ties it into why it was so from a from a mythological and from like a, a supernatural component why it was so powerful. It's really mm-hmm. cool. It's a really cool like analysis of history and to explain the reason why everyone for Salem why everyone was losing their minds. Because if you take into account like the whole context of what was actually happening in the world at that time, it actually does make a lot of sense. Doesn't mean that we agree with what happened by any means, but if you you have to take into account like all the the French and Indian War, uh, you know all the all the ratings that were going on in the in the coast in the area, you know the politics. The politics were huge at that point in time, um, mm-hmm. and so he does all that, and then he also goes out. And he actually gets to sit down with uh, scholars and experts in that those particular fields. And so a lot of the episodes are actually just like 45, 60 minute interviews with these experts. And so he's actually getting people who, who do know what they're talking about to explain, you know, what the nuance, you know, there was there was like two or three episodes in which he was talking about the nuanced events of the politics and like the the conflict between the Church of England and the Parliament of England. And then we also had, you know, the, the, the new the forming states of America and all that and all the politics and all that. It was just it's just it's absolutely fascinating to see all the loose threads of history kind of being brought together and shown this that this one snippet this wasn't a it wasn't an isolated case that a lot of people i think misrepresented in their heads as um and that's kind of what the the point is is he's he's trying to make those things not as obscured and hence the name unobscured but yeah so that was uh that's my number three i guess nice wicked what's your number three okay so again just like Blue, I'm not one of the big time uh, podcast listeners. Um, I do, however, enjoy talks about philosophy, especially that whenever it's revolving around social issues, uh, social interactions, mm-hmm. uh, philosophy bites. Oh, those are good. Of, yeah, that I've, I occasionally listen to, specifically whenever they're covering like larger social issues that are in the news or that I'm not completely understanding the side, like the side where. Either people feel like they're being treated unfairly or people feel uh, angry towards something. Uh, I often try to search out those episodes that they have where it explains things from the viewpoint that I'm not understanding because uh, they have a very good way of bringing on, again, just like Blue's podcast, uh, experts in their field, uh, PhDs that talk about these are the kinds of mindsets that you're dealing with, the thoughts that are going through their head, and it really helps you to put yourself in other people's shoes. So I it really, it really expands your ability to, I guess, relate with the people around you in the world. And I think that's probably the reason why it attracts me to the episode or why, why it attracts me to that specific podcast. Nice. You um, two are but, going with some serious things right off the bat. Oh, just wait till you get to my number one. Oh, yeah, I was, about to, I was about to say, well. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to start on the opposite end of the spectrum then. Um, my number you, three is... As you do, as you do. As I as I tend to do, yeah. yes. Um, I actually don't listen to this show anymore because I'm so far behind. But the my number three is a show I started listening to when I was in college called Critical Hit. Not <laughs> Critical Role. That's a different oh, okay. one. Mm-hmm, Critical mm-hmm. Hit is very similar in that it's a D&D campaign. And the guys actually are from Kansas, which blew my mind. They're from... Uh, uh, not Fort Collins, that's here in Colorado. Fort 
something, Fort Hayes. There we go. They're from Fort Hayes. And they do, they have 505 episodes on Critical Hit now. And they've, they started from the very beginning because the original, well, I think he's still the host. The host of the show never played D&D at all when they first started the show. And so it was them teaching him how to play it while playing this campaign. And I loved it because I learned how to role play through this show. And so I, I was there with them for probably 200 seasons or not 200 seasons, 200 episodes or so before I kind of fell off and life happened and everything. But those guys are really cool. I actually got to have dinner with the DM of that show and super smart guy, super nice guy. It's awesome. I know he did not learn Thacko. I mean, he knew he learned about Thacko <laughs> because there were some guys that were definitely. And thus we get to the part AD&D. that helped me pass math. <laughs> Oh my God, Thacko is such a stupid. Anyway, but um, <laughs> he'll teach you. He'll teach you how to do calculus, though. It's true, but no one needs that anyway. Um, <laughs> they started with fourth edition, so okay. they went from fourth edition to fifth edition. So I learned how to play D anD D through fourth edition. It was great after fourth edition came out, which was kind of fun. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> yeah, because fourth edition got a lot of bad rep too. Yes, it did, and it's not that bad of a system. It just wasn't. I think. I think they three, tried to, uh, yeah. three point five. Yeah, three point. Well, yeah, they went. They went from one extreme to the the far other extreme. Yes, I think that's the problem. They did. So you guys saying this are making me glad that I didn't go into D anD D and went into Warhammer instead. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's talk about complex, convoluted. Oh my god. Uh. Oh yeah, I think Wicked sells figurines too. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, do you do the painting or like? I do uh, painting and sculpting. So, oh, like, nice. Stuff, building nice. Like that. So I do like the custom characters. I can oh, send you some in uh, Discord at some point. Yeah, no, the painting, the painting for Warhammer characters is just. To me, I, I think we kind of talked about that. I, I want to say we talked about that a while back, but. I'm like I'll make fun of them, but Jesus Christ, the the detail, the level of detail that because I had I have some old friends from uh, high school that are just mm-hmm. super into it, and they always painted their own stuff. But it's like they would spend, I mean, God, days, weeks, because they uh, they would get the bigger at the time. The big pieces were like the I think one of them was the the rat that ah whatever the Skaven or Scaven. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had the the Different giant fantasy. Yeah, the giant tanks that the Scaven had with like I mean, they're just like crazily intricate. I'm like and they just spend weeks painting these things. And it's just and then the maps, the 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 actual maps was the thing that always blew my mind. The tabletop maps that the they, tabletop that, Oh my god. Like I was like, those man, cool. even even as like even as a D and D player, I appreciated the shit out of those. Because, excuse mm-hmm. me, I'll have to bleep that out. But, like, I mean, it was just, it was just, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because that was, that was uh, I think that was around the time that D&D was kind of playing with the idea of chainmail. If, I don't know if they're still doing, are they still doing chainmail? Or is that? Not, I mean, there's light, light mail, but I don't know if they're necessarily doing chainmail. I don't know if they're still, I don't know. Because I was like, I don't that think was it's basically... as complicated as it is, it used to be. Yeah, because like chainmail was basically D and D's response to Warhammer, and and like a really weird like we're gonna try to compete. I'm like, yeah, let's not, and just say we did because we're just gonna embarrass ourselves if we do that. Because it's, basically. I mean, it's 
it, no, it really it's like that's cute. Don't don't just no. Mm-hmm. But there was some there was some really cool little action or not action figures, but like little uh, models Figurines. that they had they had yeah. in chainmail that we used on our tabletop games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the Warhammer the terrain maps are just oh, oh they're amazing. It's one of those things where you look at it as a D&D person and you're like, oh, we're used to just a flat surface with squares. <laughs> I'm all used over to it. doing this in my um, head. Like, <laughs> right. And then you get to like the nice in between of where you see Critical Role and Matt Mercer pulls out these oh, amazingly intricate pieces. And it's like, oh my God, I wish. You just drool so much money, so much money on the screen. <laughs> but, well, that was like, yeah. there was there was one guy, I think he's in. The, he's in Europe somewhere, and I can't remember. I think he might be in London, but mm-hmm. he has a his home is basically the entire uh, lower level. The entire lower level is a map. Like he he's oh, basically retrofitted the entire thing, and he's got like I mean it's crazy. Like I'll have to I'll have to see if I can find the clip for it. It's really cool, but like he's got like he basically has made all these different components and so any situation he can put it together for people and they come they'll people will come and like rent out the room because Mm -hmm. it's just you can do that and it's just really cool but yeah you want to talk about just boatloads of money being spent on on miniatures oh Oh, yeah it's an expensive hobby but you can make money at it too if you Mm -hmm. if you know how to work it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but Number two's blue. Uh, number two for me is a podcast called Mythology. I've mentioned that ah. one a couple times, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a I don't I'm, I'm not like super up and up on like the political ramifications of all these podcast networks. I know there's like some podcast networks that people don't like because blah blah blah, and I don't really care. So I'm just gonna <laughs> if you don't like this podcast network because of whoever is the producer. Um, I guess good for you. Uh, it's with the Parcast Network, and basically what they did was they are taking <clears throat> different mythologies uh, of like myths and legends and all the all these really heavily oral uh, traditions, and they are using them to uh, explain kind of kind of similar to what uh, you're talking about with like the philosophy bites. It's like the socioeconomical mm-hmm. situations that were going on. And it's it's very it's that's a very common theme with the podcast that I'm gonna listen to here. So just a heads up, but it talks about like the historical and economical events that were happening in that culture at that time, and then like why the myths make sense, and then like what messages were kind of being sent. So like one of one of the uh, one of the ones that I've recommended actually to a lot of people, especially with season of the drifter or not, yeah, season of the forge was they have a two-part explanation of Izanami and Izanagi, and mm-hmm. it is an amazingly uh, well-done episode. Um, and the other thing is is that what they did was they have an entire cast of voice actors that also uh, they use to tell the story. So it's actually like, it, it actually isn't just one person droning on. It's actually, you know, they have infliction going on, you know, all that. And so it's it's really well done. Um, I'm trying to think the other they had they had the Izanami Izanagi one. They had a really good series with Athena uh, where they were mm-hmm. explaining when we were talking about Medusa the other uh, right. episode. Uh, their uh-huh. their epi- I think I actually linked it in the show notes. Um, their two part 
or it was a two-part episode on Athena, but the second one was talking about the creation of Medusa, and it takes it took a alternate version of the myth that wasn't is not as popular, and they kind of use that because they they select them based off the dr- the uh, drama, right? They they are trying to get a a dramatic show going, so of course they're going to pick right. myths that you know the interpretations are a little bit more dramatic. Um, but it's just really cool because with the team of voice actors that they have, they uh, they can actually get like the emotional impact a lot, a lot stronger. I, I really appreciate pretty much every single one that they've done so far. Nice. I like the mythology ones. I I haven't tried that one out because I've I've looked for a few different ones that are. <sighs> Yeah, it's it's a hit or miss. It's just, like it's, it, it is hits, a hit or miss. It's a hit or it miss. It really is. And I'll be honest, I um, I'm trying to remember how I even stumbled on mythology. I it was, I got in with mythology like I think they were on the third episode, <clears throat> so mm-hmm. it, I got in when it was like really kind of brand new, and from the very start, it has been. It, it's just they, uh, the lady who does it, does a really decent job at you know. She talks about politics. She talks about, uh, you know, social social issues, but she doesn't like. She, it, it never gets like insulting towards any one particular feel. Uh, she stays mm-hmm. very. She's very good at staying neutral, um, right, and not really biasing the conversation, uh, which I, which I actually really appreciate. Um, but the other thing that it does is again, it actually has like a full production company behind it. Uh, so, you know, like uh, Pacific Northwest is another uh, podcasting network that has a ton. So that's the one that does uh, rabbits and the black tapes, which those are really fun for like fictional type stuff. Uh, rabbits is mm-hmm. an amazing podcast, but it's not like when you say top three for me, these the, the three that I have are actually because they have a bit of intellectual weight to them um, right. okay. that has impact in real life. That's the why I kind of gravitate towards them. Mm-hmm. Um and the other thing with the podcast is because it's such a large network, they actually have full time or they have dedicated voice actors. I don't know if they're full time or not. Um, and that that really I mean, the having a good editing team and all that just to me really makes that polish just I don't know, it, it, it just makes it a little bit more um, easy to listen to. Right. It's oh, I mean, that's true with any podcast, I think, mm-hmm. is if they're well produced. It makes a huge difference, and yeah, you can, it doesn't you can, even. You can tell the ones that are done by, uh, yeah. You can tell you can tell ones that don't have a production team and ones that do, when the production mm-hmm. team knows what they're doing. Because yeah, that it really is like next level stuff, in my opinion. It really is. All right, Wicked, your turn, number two. Okay, so again, please bear in mind my list is going to get very narrow very quickly. Uh, Destiny Unfiltered. Okay. Probably my my second one, and uh-huh. I actually just got turned on to it uh, when Cole was actually a guest speaker on it. Yeah, Man mm. at Arms. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh God! So, uh, started listening. Yeah, it's his show. <laughs> and and uh, oh, knife fork spoon, but I can't think of his his other gamer tag. Gee, I, I just just the fact that Man at Arms has a podcast is still. I'm still reeling from I mean, that. I was on it. I did an episode. I was going to say I weren't. Yeah, I was going to say I thought that was one that you had done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, so I've I've been listening to them and the hilarity that ensues there. Uh, (laughs) But again, same thing uh, as far as just a different viewpoint on, you know, obviously a game that we all love Um, and going into both gameplay, just the analysis of what people's opinions are on the game in general, uh, a little bit of lore diving, a little bit of actually like looking at weapons and, you know, some of the changes that are up and coming uh, at the game itself is nice Nice thing to get alongside with uh, what I'm probably going to be bringing up later is my number one. So please don't hate me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's really good to just be able to hear people cut loose with an expectation of hey, you know, things might get a little wild. Um, and I think that's pretty much how he runs his channel. So I mean, mm-hmm. you'll again you know, man at arms, to, man at arms. Right, yeah, it is man at arms. So you'll get to meet him. He's oh he's God. everything you uh, and you hope he is. Awesome. Good, good. I just, I just remember him explaining his <laughs> Satan video. Oh my and it's god! Like, it was... I was like, I don't I, I, like that was before I really kind of put two and two together. I was like, I don't even uh-huh. know who this guy is, but uh-huh. he's my he new was best friend. Us around at he's like, he's, he's, he's my new best friend. And... Is him? Like God, I'm dying. Oh, yeah. And I have it on um, from him that he's going to redo his Dune Marchers video because <laughs> Dune Marchers is coming back out. Oh my he God. was he was the one that during the panel that oh. we had, he was like, "So, what is your opinion on uh, Mylan ruining <laughs> the lore community?" And it uh-huh, was like every uh-huh. everyone oh in the room was like, "What?" <laughs> he works with Mylan. For anybody who listens who doesn't know that. Man He's, at arms and oh Mylan are good friends. <laughs> they're, they're good friends. And well, he, then I think Log was putting him up for it. Like, oh, I'm so sure. you have like the entire Australian community like ragging just on Mylan, just egging him on. Oh my uh-huh. god, there was. I think he was also trying to trick people uh-huh. into a podcast interview in a bathroom stall. Yes, which was. He, oh my god. Oh god, it was. He may have asked me as a joke to do that. I'm like, dude, what? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love him. Oh my goodness. He's such a he's such a good person too. That's the one thing I love about him. Is like for as crazy and wild as he is, he is honest to goodness, just a good person. If you ever good. get a chance to talk to him, just get just do that. You you won't regret it. My number two. And I will have to say that most of well, my top two are very popular. So it probably won't come as a too much of a surprise for many people who kind of know me a little bit. But my number two is stuff you should know from how stuff mm. works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so fun, fun fact that ties into my mm-hmm. number three because that's uh, Aaron Mankey. Actually, I think is I think that's who it is. They teamed up with him to help produce yes. uh, Unobscured. Yep, and it's a it's a very similar format. Um, the How Stuff Works Network in general has really good podcasts for all sorts of different things, like stuff your mother never told you is fun. And they go into all sorts of different things, whether it is um, how trampolines work or the history of trampolines or how crystals work and it, anything from metaphysics to whatever do they, they do. Do they explain magnets? I, you because know, I'm pretty I sure that's I, just magic. If I looked <laughs> through their history, I could probably find something about magnets. They also do like Halloween themed ones. Oh, so nice. every year at Halloween time. Oh, it's so good. Um, they did a, a War of the Worlds themed one one year <laughs> in a very similar style. Uh-huh. It, I don't know. I love those guys. Um, 
they've had a few different hosts come and go as you do. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun information and fun joking times. It's great. Which brings us to number ones, blue. Uh, so like I had mentioned, actually, my number one is lore. Uh, it's another one done by Aaron Mankey and it's seriously, it's one of the ones I think I started listening to that series around episode, I want to say like 60 and he's like on, he's, he's in the high hundreds, if anything, like he's been, I mean, Laura has been around. It's actually a really crazy story about what all was made. What basically that entire podcast has made possible for this guy. It's like, it's a really cool story. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things is like he's gotten books. He's a, he's an author. So Aaron Mankey is a is an author, and he started doing lore podcasts as a kind of like a a way to get out of his own head. Kind of I think is mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, and it turned into he's now got five best four bestsellers that are basically he basically took the the scripts for lore and translated them into a book and then did a couple extra ones. And then now he's also got, I think they're on season two or three on Amazon prime. They have a TV show. And so it's just like, it's, it's just been absolutely insane watching this thing blow up for this guy. It's really cool, but it's also just really well done. Like it just, it's really just amazing or 116. Thank you. Uh, so 116. So not as high as I thought, but it's, I mean, when when you start nope. like if you start listening to it from the beginning, which I really strongly advise for this one especially, it was really good quality at the beginning, and then he and he was doing it pretty much all by himself, and then he got a team, and it's just I mean, again, you know, he's got three podcasts now, um, so it's it's just it's incredible watching and listening to how this thing has grown for this guy and watching how. The quality has never really, in my mind, suffered from the increased uh, demands of his time. And it's just, to me, mm-hmm. that's that's really cool. He still has, you can tell that he still has all the passion that he had from day one, almost, um, if not more. And that's, to me, that's, 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 to me, especially when you're talking about stuff like mythology, you have to have that passion because... It's really yeah. the the driving force of digging into some of these things. Like, there's not there's not a guide for some of this stuff. You have to have the tenacity oh, no. to to go through and do some stuff or do some research. Mm-hmm. And and he is always really happy. He's also really good at interacting with people, which is crazy. Um, if you're if you're on Twitter and you tweet at his uh, at the lore uh, Twitter account, there's a good chance that he will respond to you. Like, and it's really cool to see that level um, from something as just crazy popular as, as that is, it's kind of like the critical role guys. Like they, they're very good at, you know, keeping in touch with the the fan base that they have, uh, which Mm -hmm. again is, it's, it's just one of those things. That's just like a really cool little additive to it. He'll answer questions. Like, it's just really cool. Like some of the conversations that I've seen on Twitter with his, with his team now. I like it. I, yeah yeah it's shit. hard to find hosts that are like that he can he can get um his twitter account can get a little little fun like he'll he'll get into disagreements and stuff it's really it's it's pretty cool wicked what is your number one Blue. okay so again uh you guys are pretty much my number one focus fire oh cool uh, nice yeah it, you know i feel like i i kiss you know what on uh for saying that <laughs> but <laughs> 
And I was, You're you know, I, was like, I was like, please put me as the last one to go. Uh, never mind. All right. So essentially, I got turned on to Focus Fire. Uh, I had been, when I first joined with the uh, Pursuit of the Lore community, uh, joined up with Bifon, watching his videos, the rest of his community, then moved on with Beard, uh, occasionally dabbling in a few other lore masters that were out there. And then uh, when I met Cole, she introduced me to, or actually, was it Cole that introduced me to you, uh, Green? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, technically, to the the Discord. Well, to the lore chat. chat. Yeah, that was back in the the RP RP server that we were in. Yeah, so we got introduced that way, and then I found out about Focus Fire. And at that point in time, I think Bife's videos had kind of died down a little bit, and he was kind of in a little bit of, uh, I believe it was during that little season of funk that he had. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for kind of a, a different avenue to take as far as picking up my lore stuff. And when I came across Focus Fire and I started listening to you guys, I definitely, uh, I actually found myself like getting drawn in because not only did you have the chat going, obviously, uh, as most Twitch streams do, but the interaction with the chat was different than watching YouTube videos. It was my first real introduction to any kind of like an interactive podcast. So that's why I kind of got more heavily involved with it, definitely took more interest in it uh, because it was an interaction with the chat. It was very in-depth analysis of things that I was very passionate about that I cared a lot about and wanted to learn more about. So to see that, you know, the chat was being entertained and that you guys also shared a passion for it, that's what kind of drove me into getting more involved with it. So that's why FFC is my number one. Nice. I feel special. You should. You guys, you guys earned it. It's- Thanks. You guys are doing an excellent job here. So Blue's earned it. Blue's been here longer than the rest of us. Well, yeah, you've longer than me. You're all trapped in here with me. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> accurate. You're in my world now. I'm in his world. I've been in his world. I share the pain that Anna shares. <laughs> I was about to say. I, I feel you. Should, everyone should be sympathetic to Green for that alone. <laughs> uh. I mean, it's and. Being in the chat with Blue for, what are we going now, three years together? I don't even know how many uh, years we've done this together. Yeah, I think, I don't even know. I think it's, FFC's been four years, I want to say, three, no, I don't even. 2015 I think I started a year after you guys did. Yeah, I started like, a year after you guys did. It's just, it's been, it's been an interesting long road. Lots of different things coming and going. Lots of new faces. Lots of fun things. Mm-hmm. Lots of hard things hard conversations too it's it's been Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. but okay i'm gonna move past a little bit of that and go into my number one which is also it actually goes serious a little bit but they're also kind of a fun group of people and i i like their format of their show a lot and it's a show that started in 2016 and actually it may have started in 2015 just in i believe in like november of 2015 and it is the NPR politics podcast, which I'm sure makes everybody cringe when they start listening to this. <laughs> but these, no, these, the um, <laughs> people who run this show, they, they, yes, they talk politics. Yes, they talk about the president. They talk about um, going on in the world, and I'm sure you're going to bleep that too. Beep, beep, um, beep. Yep, they talk about all of that, but they talk about it from various perspectives of reporters in the field, not only 
reporting on the different things that they're seeing, but kind of laughing about some of the silly things and they have fun with it, which I really enjoy. It's not Mm. doom and gloom all the time. And they always do a segment on Thursdays, which makes me super happy every week called can't let it go. And I kind of almost want to do something like that for focus fire (laughs) chat where they, they can, they have one thing they, that they talk about each person that they can't let go for that week. It could be politics or otherwise. And it's sometimes the most hilarious thing. Sometimes it's like super serious. It's just, it's fun to get a little piece of personality like that. Um, so is it like a telling, personal, like earworm type concept of theirs? Like that's just going be, on in their yeah. head or is it yeah. something that they like, they're like, no, no, yeah, it's no, like, no. it's <laughs> like, no, it's like, I'm, I guess I'm, is it something that they get told, Hey, you have to, you have to think about this on a, for a week or is it something that they legitimately oh, like, no. Oh no, I've been stuck oh, on God. this no. for a week. It's like it's like something that they saw that is just they just can't get over it because it okay, was so cool okay, okay. or so that's ter- that's like, even so that's even better. Oh my yes, god, so, that is amazing. Like, like the arrow the, and the FedEx sign. <laughs> well, that <laughs> god, the arrow and the my goodness, um, it's disturbing the one that not was, many people know about that, <laughs> right? Like, how do you not know that in any way? But. <laughs> The one I was th- talking about before the show about the um, weatherman who oh, just yeah. went off on his his um, audience because the, a lot of the audience were tweeting at him via social media about how they interrupted the bachelorette to report <laughs> on a tornado in the vicinity. And he just went off mm-hmm. and I, um, Mara Lyason, one of the hosts, <laughs> popped off and was just like, What? <laughs> This is amazing. Like you That's what I said. Yes. I was like, I'm gonna have to go look this up now. Like Yeah, it's really cool. And I think it was I wanna say it, it wasn't in Kansas where it happened, unfortunately. I think it was in one of the other states where the tornadoes were hitting really hard. But it's a fun show. They're a fun group of people who talk about politics in a way that isn't absolutely revolting, which I appreciate because I still want to know what's going on. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number one. My question for you two is, and I'm kind of fairly certain I know the answer to it. Do you have any also rans? Yeah, I mean, I do. Okay, go for okay. it. Uh, so I'm, I so I do everything through Podbean because uh, I just we that's what we use to host ours, and they actually have a really good UI. So I'm just running through my list that I have on there. Uh, Pretty much the Public Radio Alliance. I made a comment about them earlier. Uh, they have a podcast called Rabbits, which if you have not, these are these are kind of like uh, akin to old radio dramas. Uh, if you're familiar with that concept, if you're not, I, mm-hmm. I think you really should go mm-hmm. look up them because like, they are uh, very engaging. Like War of the Worlds. Like I mean, it, well, it's it, what is or it? Well, the Veil, uh, the Nighttime Veil, at Veil, or yeah, uh, the Shadow. I can't called. You know, yeah. you had. Uh, I mean. Uh, God, there was another one that I just blanked on there. But yeah, so it's like it's basically storytelling through radio. And it was really big before, you know, they had prominent or prevalent exposure to TV. Um, Mm -hmm. But they did. So like Public Radio Alliance has the two that I just I absolutely adore from their from their network is Rabbits. Rabbits is just straight up amazing. It's just extremely well done. It's a uh, it's a AR type thing so it's actually okay. augmented it's augmented reality okay. so right. it was and it, it's kind of it's hard to listen to like today because you 
you kind of know that it's not but when they're in the middle of releasing it and i think they just announced that they're going to be starting up a i think a third season so i'm actually really excited because i'm actually going to be able to listen to it in the live cycle uh which i i got into i found rabbits at the beginning of this last year um and it was already wrapping up and so by the time i got to the end of the 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 series it was already done so you kind of already knew where the conclusion was coming from and so going into it with the potential of having a season that well i'm going to actually get to experience it as it's released it's really i'm really excited about that um but yeah so rabbits and then the other one from theirs that i just really really enjoyed was the black tapes uh, similar mm-hmm. concept. Uh, yeah. They do a really good job with those two. With actually, I think Public Radio Alliance. I think this is kind of a common thing with their with their network. But they do a really good job of really blurring the lines on what is actually happening and what is actually fiction. Um, okay. Because the entire the entire concept with rabbits and black tapes is conspiracy theories. Right. And so it's like this really and it's just it's just masterfully done. And then they also have again, they have a, a dedicated team of voice actors. So there's actually um, like rabbits, especially is it's like the uh, the live journal basically of a researcher. So she's she's actually recording things as she's doing them and as she's researching them. So it's kind of like this recording of her thought process, which is just really cool because you actually get into the head of this character and you actually can you you actually have a connection with her inner workings, if you will. Um, and the real reason I found rabbits was because and I I feel terrible because I cannot remember the name of this podcast, but there was a podcast in which. Um, it was a it was a similar concept to and I I'm, I'm blanking tonight so this is going to be a fun one but there was a movie recently that or pretty recent a couple of last years uh, that was the one with the giant half circle that's floating the aliens are the communication oh god it's not contact it's um I'm not sure I'm I no, there's yeah. I think I've only ever listened to one radio drama no as this far is as this is a form. movie this is a movie I'm gonna go oh I'm, gotcha um. And uh, I'm going to real quick see if I can. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to go through. Okay, there you so, go. So Arrival, uh, the concept that's in Arrival, this podcast actually had a similar concept to it uh, a few years prior to Arrival coming out. And so I got hooked on this podcast, and it's all about the infectiveness of language and how mm-hmm. there was an actual infection from an alien source is, again, conspiracy theory kind of crazy fiction world and that entire thing turned me on to podcast of that bin which is where i found rabbits i'm going to try to find the name of that podcast but um yeah those are those are two that just really really sucked me in because the story was just so well crafted i okay i get that interesting um i listen to totally podcasts in a totally different way than you do in some ways at least as far as your also rands but my also rands are um, one that's nostalgic, which is Car Talk, obviously another NPR show. Um, the Tolkien Professor, that mm-hmm. one's really cool because he actually goes Ooh. all the way through and does lessons from the Silmarillion all the way through some of the, um, the not just the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, but some of the excess stories or the extra stories that he wrote. I'm I'm blanking on a few of the names of them, but he goes through and he actually teaches a class on Tolkien 
at the college and he records those classes and posts them as a podcast. Those are a lot of fun. Um, Ask Me Another, which is a, I think it got picked up by NPR, but that's a quiz show that is geeky and silly and fun. And then my last one is Geek History Lesson, because I like listening to people talk about smart things. And if it's comic books or anything like that and learning about the history of these heroes, um, I did not grow up reading comic books. There was no comic book store near me. Because I grew up in the middle of Kansas, where not even in the middle of Kansas. I grew up in Southwest Kansas. Let me just be real about that. Southwest Kansas is notable for really one thing. And that's just, if you look at the Google map of it, you see lots of circles because there's only farming going on out there. There's really nothing else. And it's very flat. So My heart were, hurts for you right now. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Books. It's so, I didn't, yeah, I didn't grow up with them. I think my very first comic book was a... Um, Superboy comic book that I had picked up from Hastings in a town that was nearby. Like we went to the bookstore and I found this and brought it home. And that was like the very first one I ever read, but I didn't get hooked on them until later as far as like the stories of these characters. And so I really dove into the stories and whatnot, farming and aliens. Yeah, that you're right. Black flag aliens. That's pretty. (laughs) Okay. Short story. Side note. I went to college in Wichita, Kansas, and my roommate my freshman year was from New York State, who had never in her life seen a sprinkler. Now, I'm not talking about a yard sprinkler. I'm talking about a farming sprinkler, which is generally about a quarter mile long, sometimes a little bit shorter. And there are flashing lights that are put on the ends of them. So, and they're all different kind of signals, whether or not they're different colors or different pulses. Those are all um, set by the farmers who own them so they can identify their sprinkler lights in, um, from a long distance away and make sure that everything's still running okay. If the light shuts off, they know that something's wrong, they go out there and fix it. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving outside of Wichita for some reason. And she freaks out thinking that there's aliens all around us because (laughs) all the lights (laughs) and we're not in the city. And I'm like, oh, dear God. She wasn't even from New York City. She was from northern New York where there's still farming. And I'm like, you you guys just do it weird up there. But, man, it was. I mean, it's life in a field. What else could it possibly be? I guess. It's just one of those <laughs> things. Like, you don't, you grow up and you see these things all your life. And you don't think about how it looks to other people. And then somebody who's not from your world shows up and really just is, their mind is blown. Anyway, getting back to, oh, like, com- the, oh, man. Uh-oh. I was going to say, I completely understand with that one. Uh, me and Kelly picked up a kid from uh, the airport that was checking in. Uh, to the base that we used to live in in North Carolina. And the kid literally smashed his face against the side window of our car when he saw a deer and freaked out like it was like freaked out like Godzilla was popping up out of the water right across the beach. He lost it and was like, oh, my God, I've never seen a deer before ever. And in North Carolina, they're all over the place. So like they jump across the road, try to wreck your car and all that good stuff. But this kid literally almost like, he slammed into my window so hard on my car that he almost, I'm convinced he almost broke it. Oh, goodness. Losing his mind. And Kelly was just looking at me like, what is going on? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's funny. But yeah, um, 
segueing. There's no segue back to geek history lesson. I enjoy those two. Um, Ashley Robinson and oh, I can't think of the the gentleman's name. Jawan, I think, is his his handle on Twitter. But they do a really great job of breaking down characters, histories, all the way from Golden Age up to now in a way that if you were at a cocktail party, which is this, this, this is something they talk about each episode. If you were at a cocktail party where the information about Black Widow would be very important for you, you can impress your friends because you can talk about Black Widow. So, yeah, it, it's a fun show. It's probably my... It's one that I haven't listened to in a while, but it's one of those I do suggest to people who don't read comic books, at least an introduction to step into comic books. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a interesting top three. That was a lot more interesting than I thought we were going to get with it. What do you, What do you think, Blue? I'm I'm like scouring Google looking for this podcast because it's bugging me that I can't remember it. Yeah. Um. If you have podcasts that you enjoy listening to, I know the kind of the purpose of this this show was for you guys to hear what we listen to in case you want to find new podcasts. If you have podcasts that you really like that you suggest for us that are your top threes, um, tag us on Twitter. Tag us on Twitter uh, at uh, Focus Fire Chat or tag my handle, uh, Green Eye Music Lover, or I'm sure Blue wouldn't mind getting a tag every once in a while, too. Or Wicked, if Wicked wants to hear about it. Absolutely. Maybe he'll start listening to more podcasts. <laughs> but uh, you can also hit us up in Discord. And Blue, I'm going to give you about 30 more seconds. Maybe this will be get, like a rage tweet <laughs> later where you finally figure it out. And no, it's no, I, I will be. It'll totally, it'll totally be a rage tweet later. Because I, the thing is, is like this, <laughs> this, this freaking, I don't even know if it was a podcast. I think it was, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if they even released it as a podcast. I think it was an actual like audio file that I went out and actually found but Mm -hmm. oh my god it is it was so good and i'm so annoyed that i cannot remember what it was there was a cthulhu there was a there was a podcast that was ones uh, are awesome there was a podcast where they read the uh, i can't think of the name um what is the name of the author who wrote about cthulhu Lovecraft. Lovecraft. It was a Lovecraft podcast where they read the stories. I made the mistake of listening to it going to bed and I never went back to it. And Green didn't and Green didn't sleep for five days. Oh, Green yeah. had trouble sleeping for a while, but man, it was just a that's a good show. Just don't listen to it going to bed. Oh, that's yeah, my yeah. that's my yeah. routine. Um either I listen to podcasts when we're driving or when I'm going to sleep. That is about the times that I can do that, or I'm working on something out in the yard and I'm not just trying to listen to music, but gosh, yeah, it's just, that one was rough. That one was real rough. Anyway, that's top three this week. Share your top threes with us. And remember, everybody loves a list.